guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call Planet Earth. What is happening? Happy Friday. It's the weekend. It is time to get it going. I am so ready to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I got some really great news that came across me the other day, and I'm going to share with you guys later on, but let's just say it's finally going to get me the hell out of California once and for all. So I'm really excited to tell you a little bit more about that, but I'll save that for later. Real quick, I'm just going to kind of uh, jump in here. I got a big day. I did cut you guys some stories, some interesting stories. I'll tell you a little bit about. Let me pull it up real quick to refresh my own memory. Um, yeah, there was a, I, I believe it was a teacher who got fired for taking down a Black Lives Matter poster that somebody had put up while he was on, uh, he was away, I guess his wife or something, uh, was feeling ill, she was hospitalized or something to that effect. I can't remember right off the top, I had recorded it yesterday, so excuse me for not having 100% memory, <laughs> it's still the morning, so bear with me, but uh, I guess he had, somebody had put up a BLM poster up on his classroom wall, and he took it down and put up an All Lives Matter poster, and he got fired. And uh, we'll get into that one a little later, as well as I touch base with that whole situation with AOC and her comments towards, uh, you know, the, the recent smash and grabs we've had throughout the country, primarily here in the Bay Area. She kind of dismisses the whole thing. And nobody from California uh, politician, any California politician isn't saying a damn word about it. And not calling her on her shit. So I'll get into that as well. Uh, as well as if, if you haven't heard about Hillary Clinton and her whole... Uh, well, well, she she was on some sort of, I guess, streaming service or some sort of school streaming service where you can study school uh, projects. Or, I don't know what the hell it is. She's on there babbling about uh, her acceptance speech she had written out uh, if she was to become president. But she lost, and Trump won. So she gets into it, and she reads a little bit of it. We touch base a little bit with what she said, and she cries, and it's a whole mess. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'll get into that uh, and some other stuff. But before we get into all that, I just kind of want to do some headlines of what's happening right now as of 9 o'clock this morning, Pacific Standard Time, on... The 10th of December 2021. And I'm just jumping around, reading the headlines, and if anything jumps out, we'll get into it. So, right at the top, it just says, Citizen enforcement of abortion law violates Texas Constitution judge rules. So that's going on. I've, I'm not really into the whole Roe versus Wade or abortion issue. I mean, I got my opinions about it, but I'm not going to really spend too much time on that at all. I'll, I'll let them fight it out in court. And uh, if anything becomes of it, we'll talk about it. But right now, nah. Here's one. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange can be extradited to U.S. to face spying charges. U.K. appeal court rules. And there are protesters outside the London court after the ruling. That's a little interesting. We'll might touch base on that later. Truck ca uh, excuse me, truck crash kills 55 migrants, injures dozens more in southern Mexico. 
And uh, this one is from Routers. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, warning, graphic content, at least at least 54 migrants die in Mexico truck accidents. So you know I'm going to click on that. We're going to check that out real quick. Here's Margot Robbie uh, in a bubble bath. Bastards. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, This is coming from YouTube, so I really can't say too much about it. Okay, so here we go. For all you listening out there, I'll just tell you what's going on. It looks like it might be a surveillance camera. Uh, major wreck. A lot of people all around. Traffic all around in Mexico. Looks pretty third world. And it looks like to be an 18-wheeler, which has tipped on its side. And let's play a little of this. I don't know what kind of sound, if any, are on. At least 54 people have died in a horrific accident in southern Mexico where a truck carrying migrants flipped over. Authorities said more than 100 people were crammed into the vehicle on Thursday when it crashed on a sharp curve. Video footage showed the trailer on its side on a highway with injured people splayed out on tarps on the ground. A woman held a child wailing in her lap. Mm. Both were covered in blood. Yeah, that's sad. There's a woman there with her child. Yeah, that doesn't look good. Several dozen people were injured and taken to hospitals in Chiapas, which borders Guatemala. Marco Antonio Sanchez works for the fire brigade in the state. Fortunately, the reaction from all institutions, Red Cross, firefighters, civil protection, was really fast. We hope that the people taken to the Gomez Mata Hospital, to San Cristobal, and to other hospitals will be able to recover. Some of them told us they were from Honduras of all ages. I'm telling you, this whole thing that Biden has you know, told the whole world, come on over, come to America, the door is wide open. This is the kind of shit that goes on. This is only just a little bit of it. We, haven't even, we don't even know how many people... How many men, women, and children have died in this, this dangerous journey to come up to, to America? And now that Biden's got to enforce the law that Trump had put in, the, you know, wait in Mexico law or whatever that was, uh, he's got to enforce that. And I don't think these people have a clue exactly that they're going to be turned away once they get to the border, you know. And so now what they're doing is they're asking, they're paying off or, or you know, a, they're going to owe the cartels money to make this journey. And, uh, you know, as far as the cartels go, they don't really care about these people. If people die in the journey, oh, well, you know, somebody owes us money. It's all about money. It's not about lives. It's about money. And these, and 54 innocent, well, 54 people died in this dangerous journey, you know. Biden needs to tell, he needs to get on TV and tell everybody, stay the fuck at home. And and then go to your go to the you know consulate or whatever it is and apply there. Don't apply once you get here. You know that's if you make it. We again we don't even know how many children have been left behind by their parents. We don't we don't know. It's it's a humanitarian crisis, and it's still going on. And this is just another example of it. Except this one it was so big and so tragic. That we're hearing about it. But we don't hear about those one or two or three other little lives, you know, that were lost in the journey. Besides all the human trafficking and, and, and exploitation of children, the rapes, the sexual assaults, everything. Murder. We don't know. We just don't know. Sadly, we already have some debts. Right now, we are working to count and remove the corpses. 
This is one of the worst accidents to befall migrants risking their lives to reach the United States. Many of those killed would have been fleeing poverty and violence in Central America. Mexico has become a common route for them to reach the U.S. border. Many pay smugglers who illegally transport them in crowded and dangerous trucks in the long journey. Men, women and children were among those killed. Just, they have all the bodies covered, all lined up. Looks like they're about ready to take them somewhere and put them in a pit. This is crazy, man. All of this can be changed. All of this could stop if dopey Biden would do the, you know, do what he's supposed to do. But no, it's all about the votes. They're trying to garner votes. That's what this is about. They're trying to flip Texas red to purple to blue. It's crazy, man. Hella crazy. All right. Um, Bob Dole honored by Biden in funeral service at National Cathedral. Kanye West's publicist pressed a Georgia election worker to confess to bogus fraud charges. Hmm. That's very strange. Let's go over here. Sour lemon. This is from the Post. Sour lemon. And it, right off the top, if you notice that I sound a little weird, that I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm what do they call it? Lisping. Like my, my vocals sound a little lispy. <laughs> You know, like Cindy Brady. That's because yesterday I chipped my bottom tooth and now I'm like lisping all over the place. So I got to go to the dentist and get my teeth fixed. <laughs> it's Luckily it didn't hurt, but Jesus, man. I sound like fucking Cindy Brady. I can't even say, I can't even make that S sound. Uh, anyhow, uh, here's one. CNN anchor finally brands old pal Jesse Smollett a liar, ignores own role in drama. <laughs> Don Lemon, man. Yeah, he was buddies with the guy, wasn't he? Don Lemon branded his pal Jesse Smollett a, Smollett a liar just hours after the actor was convicted of staging a hate crime against himself on Thursday, but the CNN host still failed to address his own role in the made-for-TV drama. Lemon discussed the Empire Star's guilty verdict on his show Thursday night during a brief segment with legal analyst Joey Jackson. Uh, he goes on to say, he quotes, I guess he got caught up in that because he took the stand himself. He got angry with the prosecutor as the prosecutor poked holes in his story, calling the only other witnesses liars, Lemon said, of the high-profile trial. Lemon went on to say Smollett had potentially made it harder for quote-unquote legitimate victims of hate crimes to be taken seriously. You know, it's not just Don Lemon, man. There's this thing I, I seen, uh, what is it, uh, lives at TikTok? They had put up this... Uh, picture of all the tweets from all the celebrities and, and political figures out there saying how uh, it was a hate crime and they're praying for Jesse Smollett and, you know, just totally fucking you know, on their knees about the guy, you know, they totally miss, <laughs> they didn't even get the facts, they didn't even wait for the, the court case to come up and they already branded it a hate crime and all this and... <laughs> He said they were pale white guys, MAGA guys, and it was two guys from Nigeria. That's insane, man. They were so black, they were blue. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's wild. Uh, oh, God. 
I don't think I want to get into that. Red Hot Inside. Lucy and Desi's tempestuous sex-crazed marriage. <laughs> I don't think you guys are interested in that. Only the older crowd would probably be interested in that story. Um, I don't care about that. Celebrity shit, I just don't give a shit about. Fire engulfs downtown Brooklyn building, trapping firefighters. Uh, hope they're okay. Close call, cops save boy from woman who tried to drown him. Kid doesn't even look that young. Looks like he's a teenager. I don't, I don't know if I want to jump into that one. Biden and Harris mocked for old tweets calling Jesse Smollett attack a lynching. Yeah, I'm going to quick I click on this one real quick. This is what I was talking about. I forgot I forgot Harris had called it a lynching. Um, it says President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are among Democrats who are being widely mocked for their silence in the wake of the Jesse Smollett guilty verdict after initially throwing their support behind the embattled actor. Uh, Biden and Harris, Harris's old tweets, including one in which the Veep described the attack as a modern-day lynching, resurfaced after the Empire star was convicted Thursday of staging an elaborate hate crime against himself and, and fi filling, filing a false police report. Excuse me. Immediately after Smollett claimed, hold on a second, let me pause this. Immediately after Smollett claimed in 2019 that the two that that two Trump-loving bigots beat him up and tied a noose around his neck, uh, Biden, who had yet to announce his bid for president, declared he was standing with the actor, quoting, "What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate-safe harbor, that homophobia." And racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse, Biden tweeted in January of 2019. <laughs> Harris, meanwhile, branded the ordeal a modern-day lynching. Uh, there's a little bit of a... I don't know how much uh, video there is. It looks like it's pretty long. It's about four minutes. I'm not going to get into it. But that's just pretty funny, man. That, that's just typical of these Democrats these days. You know what I mean? Though... They'll grab any situation and, and pull it in and restructure it to fit their agenda. It's crazy, man. These people are scumbags. Biden, the whole the whole cabal. <laughs> They're all scumbags. Uh let's jump over here to Fox real quick. See what's going on. It just says Supreme Court lets Texas abortion law stand for now, allows lawsuit from abortion providers to proceed. Uh, incoming Democrat Mayor Bucks, far left, makes bold statement on BLM crime. Yeah, I know. he's going to have his hands full. I, I hope this guy stays true to, you know, he's a you know, law and order type of mayor for New York. Because I'm telling you right now, de Blasio is just tearing that city apart before he leaves. Uh, here's Here's something a little interesting. Records suggest disturbing motive in brutal killing of Palm Beach teen. And it looks like it, there's a caption underneath this, this little kid's face, and it calls him a white devil. <laughs> and uh, it just says, hold on. God damn it. Sorry about that. Fucking annoying videos. 
these commercials and shit. It's just a Simi Williams, the 39-year-old Florida man, accused of brutally killing a 14-year-old Ryan Rogers in Palm Beach Gardens, allegedly used racially charged language during the intake process at Palm Beach County Jail. Jailhouse records obtained by Fox News Digital show that on December 2nd, Williams allegedly fought with officers called one a white devil and suggested a motive behind the teen's stabbing death. Quoting, while fingerprinting his left hand, I asked him if he understood the charges. Officer Michael McCabe wrote in an incident report. Uh, he stated, yeah, murder, because of what they did to black people about giving them syphilis. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> McCabe added that Williams' voice then, quote-unquote, became significantly louder. But what he said next was redacted. And it does have, it looks like to be a incident report, this guy's records. From the Paul Beach County Sheriff's Office. I guess this guy's got all kinds of fucking charges. The suspect allegedly tried to break free from the officer's grip but failed. McCabe slammed him to the ground and other jail guards helped him hold him down until he complied with the orders. And then they placed him in handcuffs, quoting, If y'all didn't help him, I was going to whoop his ass, he said next, according to the incident report. White devil. And police then arrested Williams in Miami late last month after he allegedly approached Ryan and stabbed him to death near I-95 overpass on November 15th. Palm Beach Gardens Police Chief Clinton Shannon originally described it as a quote-unquote a random act with no discernible motive. Uh, Ryan had left his, his home on his bicycle around 6.39 that evening according to authorities. When he failed to return by 10.30 p.m., his parents reported him missing. Um... I'm trying to jump right through here. It just says in the criminal complaint that the teen had been stabbed numerous times in the head and face. Jesus. Court documents allege that Williams killed him around 7.30 p.m. Investigators said they found Williams' DNA on a pair of headphones left at the scene by Ryan's DNA on a bloody bandana in the suspect's possession at the time of his arrest. Hmm. Uh, it goes on to say, a YouTube channel attributed to Williams showed hundreds of short cell phone videos in which he complains that he is stalked, abused, and harassed by members of the public and police, often accusing passerbys of being secret police, racists, and cult members. <laughs> yeah, that's a lunatic right there. I mean, we got I got them all over the fucking place. I don't know why we're not gathering these these poor souls up and putting them into these treatment facilities to get the help they need. You know, I got this one young gal, for instance. She's just uh, right. She sleeps right in front of the Taco Bell. She's a young gal, probably no older than my own daughter, probably younger than her. She's probably like in her 20s. Right. Really nice gal, really soft spoken. You know, every time I walk by, she always says hello, and she seems very happy. She's like in her young 20s. I mean, she's really young. Very nice gal. Very, you know, soft-spoken, like I said. And I always say hello to her, and I ask her if she needs anything, like maybe something to eat or, you know, a couple of weeks. She says no. And, you know, very friendly. And then she just, I see her at night, and she just pulls out a blanket and lays on the ground right there on the sidewalk. You know, a person like that needs help. And, you know, when I was talking to my local police, they were saying, well, there's really nothing we could do because we consider her homeless 
and the city that I live in, uh, they don't want the police to interact with the homeless. They kind of want to just put them in areas located in public parks where people don't see them. These people are getting lost in the system. It, it, it kind of infuriates me. You know what I mean? Uh, just says the. Let me go on real quick. Finish this up. It just says the videos often show nothing related to the claims he makes. Instead, of capturing scenes of passing cars, grass, and sidewalks. YouTube did not respond for Fox Di News Digital's questions about the channel, but has taken it down. I guess the guy had his own YouTube channel. He's probably <laughs> he's probably monetized. He's probably got more, you know, subscribers than I do. That would be a damn shame. <laughs> I'd probably uh, quit YouTube right at that moment. Oh man, it's very sad. Got the Bay Area train. I'm I'm going a little bit local here because there's there's always something crazy around here. I'm in the Bay Area, people. Come on. Uh, Bay Area transit agencies seek to work together to effectively spend $4.5 billion in infrastructure funding. Jeez. What, what do they need $4.5 billion for? Seriously. Ever since the pandemic, you know, our Bay Area rapid transit, BART, it's our subway system that goes around the whole Bay Area. Anyhow, nobody, the ridership is still down. You know, you got these new cars that they bought from Europe, these new train cars, you know, and they're, they're, they're fairly nice and everything, but nobody's using them. And nobody's really using the, the BART system anymore, you know, because people are working from home. So I, th I think that's just kind of a waste of money, unless you're going to, you know, fill in the potholes. Or, or fix the, the overpasses and, you know, over ramps or whatever you call them. I can see that. But spending it on these, these uh, agencies, especially AC Transit. AC Transit is Alameda County uh, bus system here in Alameda County. Um, every time I see one of these buses drive by, I only see maybe just one person in these buses. It's crazy, man. It, it's like, you know, a big waste of money and time. You're paying all these people to drive these buses around and there's nobody in them maybe one or two here and there but nobody in them uh what else is going on real quick there's gotta be something crazy around here <laughs> of course there is i go to I, I rarely go to this news station but they seem to be really cnn-ish they get all their stories from cnn it's from Cron for the some of the headlines here just says first case of Omicron variant reported in Santa Clara County. All right, well, you know what's going to happen there? They're going to lock down that whole county. <laughs> Santa Clara County. If you don't know what Santa Clara County is, uh, that's Silicon Valley. That's where pretty much I'm at. Uh, they're so woke. It's it, it's a it, it is a joke. Crazy. Uh, let's see. Anti-vaccine group follows California's medical director, confronts her in parking garage. Ooh. So, you know, I got to check this out. God damn. 
just says right here, the president of California's medical board, which issues medical licenses and disciplines doctors, says a group of anti-vaccine activists stalked her at her home and followed her to her office where four men confronted her in a dark parking garage in, in what she described as a terrifying experience. Christine Lawson, a former mayor of Walnut Creek, <laughs> who was appointed to the board by former Governor Jerry Brown, said in a social media on Wednesday she grew concerned Monday after she noticed the people in a white SUV parked near her home and saw someone flying a drone over her house. Hmm. Quoting, they watched my daughter drive herself to school and watched me walk out my house, get in my car, and take my two kids to school. Is, is she paranoid? I think this is somebody that's paranoid now. I think they, these these people, these medical officials, I think they kind of realize that the public is not too hip on the whole mask and vaccine mandates, you know. And I think now they're just becoming more and more paranoid of, of, of for themselves, you know what I mean? They Everywhere they go, they're looking over their shoulders. And probably should because they destroyed a lot of lives, you know. These are the same jackasses that went to the French Laundry with Gavin Newsom. Maskless. Just throwing that out there. The white SUV then followed her to her work and parked head-to-head with the car in a parking garage, she said. Okay, well, maybe she's not paranoid. Hmm. Lawson said that she left the office building and entered the parking garage later that evening. Four men jumped out of the SUV with cameras and recording equipment and confronted her. Okay, she's not paranoid. I retract that. <laughs> but she's, she definitely has put herself in a, in a position to be harassed, you know, being a, me- a California medical official. Just saying. Lawson contacted Walnut Creek police, who later told her the men told officers they wanted to interview her. Quoting, instead, they ambushed me in a dark parking garage where they suspected I would be alone, she wrote on social media. Uh, she said that the people identified themselves as representing America's frontline doctors and had not contacted the state medical board or her workplace to request to speak with her. Hmm. Led by Simone Gold, a Beverly Hills doctor who was arrested during the January 6th insurrection <laughs> at the U.S. Capitol. First off, again, this is Cron 4. They're all about the CNN stories. And uh, if they're thrown in the January 6th insurrection uh don't take too much faith into what cron 4 has to say just throwing that out there uh in capital uh, america's frontline doctors criticizes the covid 19 vaccine and has been widely discredited for spreading disinformation about the coronavirus and unproven treatments quoting i was concerned when i saw someone flying a drone over my house and i saw a mysterious white truck parked outside my home later that day my concern turned to error she said in a statement Uh, She also added, I arrived in the dark parking garage behind my office and experienced four men unexpectedly rushed towards me, jumping out of the same white truck that had been parked outside my house. I then realized that these four men had been serpentipous. Okay, here we go. Uh, They've been stalking her. I'm not going to try to pronounce that word. Not with the chipped tooth. I can't do it. Serpentessibly. Let's see. She says uh, she decided to go to public with what had happened to her, quoting to shed light on these reprehensible, unacceptable tactics of intimidation. But like other Californians who believe in in both science and fair play, I will not be intimidated, she added. (laughs) 
you know, I, I'm, I'm done with that. To hell with that story. You know, and I, I've seen this woman before on my TV. She's one of these woke liberals, you know. These these people that take advantage, they use their position to take advantage of us. I don't know why. I, I don't know what the whole thing is. She's just a stupid bureaucrat, unelected bureaucrat. To hell with her. <laughs> All right, you know, let me finish up. Oh, yeah, Bob Dole passed away. They had a whole thing for him, if I didn't mention that. Uh, rest in peace there, Mr. Dole. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole Omnicron shit. I, I can care less about that. Omnicron. Jim, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Four-time Indianapolis 500 winner Al Unser dies at 82. Wow. That makes me feel old right there. Mm. Broncos great Demarius Thomas dead at 33. What the hell? I'm not a Broncos fan. In fact, I'm not a big fan of his. <laughs> In a football sense, you know. Um, oh. Shut up. <laughs> Annoying commercials. It just says right here, uh, former Denver Bronco wide receiver uh, Demarius Thomas has died at age 33. The news was first confirmed Thursday night by KOA KOA. And Fox 5 Atlanta. Thomas died from medical complications stemming from a 2019 vehicle crash. Hold on. There is. It looks like. Oh, God. Cron 4 video. Okay, let me play this video. I'll bring you up the sound. Try to get as much in as possible. But let's see what's going on here. Let me play it for you. Play was run. Um... We probably just didn't quite execute it as well as we'd like. That's all. What the hell was this? Did call the timeout or somebody on the sideline called the timeout? Well, we were lined up properly. I don't know what the hell that's all about. It sounds like he's talking about their game. I can care less about that. If he's not talking about the death of Demarius Thomas, I have no con- I, I have no interest in your stupid team. Oh, I'm sorry about that to my Colorado friends. <laughs> well, I'm a Raider fan, so you know you probably hate my team just as much. So, or even. Uh, but it does say, quote, preliminary information is that his death stems from a medical issue and our investigators currently have no reason to believe otherwise, a police spokesman said in a statement early Friday. Uh, it just says he had been reluctant to travel lately because of the lingering complications from the crash, Albright said. Thomas was given of his time and, quote, unquote, always wanted to give back with everything he did, including working with children, Albright had said. He mentioned that multiple times when he played for the Broncos that he was so fortunate and so blessed he wanted to make sure everybody else had a blessed life, Albright continued to say. He was a mentor to other players and welcomed people to the league. Hmm. And uh, Thomas finished his career ranking second in Broncos history with 9,000 55 receiving yards and 60 touchdown catches while his 665 receptions ranks third. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. He would have been eligible to be honored in the Broncos ring of fame in in 2026. In his 10 seasons in the NFL, he also played for the Texans, Patriots, and the Jets. 
In 143 career games, Thomas had 724 catches for 9,763 yards and 63 touchdowns. He was born in Montrose, Georgia, a tiny town in southeast Georgia. At the age of 11, Thomas' Thomas's mother and grandmother were arrested on crack cocaine distribution charges and sentenced to 20 years in life in prison, respectively. That's a little weird factoid to throw in. Thomas's father was serving in the Army and stationed in Kuwait when his mother and grandmother were arrested in 99. Thomas went to live with his aunt and uncle Shirley and James Brown, a Baptist minister who lived six miles away. I don't think it's the famous James Brown we're thinking of. <laughs> I think it's uh, the minister. Uh, he took up football to stay off the streets and out of trouble. He went on to play at Georgia Tech, finishing his career there with 120 receptions for 2,339 yards and 14 touchdowns in three seasons. That's pretty damn impressive. Uh, in 2015, Barack Obama commuted the sentence for his mother, Katina Smith, and she was eventually able to see her son play football in person. And it just goes on, and it has a whole thing about him. So, yeah, rest in peace, man. That is shocking. 33, that's just way too damn young. And again, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a Broncos fan per se, but, I mean, I know, a, you know a good football player when I see it, a talent, you know, and if he's done good things for his uh, community, you know, God bless him. Rest in peace. All right, guys, well... That's pretty much it for now. I got a couple other stories I told you about already I'm going to get to. And then after that, I am going to call it the day. So with that, let me take a pause and I'll be right back right after this. We still have comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? Joe says shit that even people at Tourette's go, no. No. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. Sit down. Rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? All right, guys. I don't know if you happen to hear about this one. Uh, Hillary Clinton was out somewhere. I guess she was reading her her wannabe acceptance speech uh, in case she got uh, elected uh, president. And she's, she read this thing and started breaking down. Uh, I don't know if she was crying or if there were fake tears. Uh, I tried to find the, the complete raw uh, reading. I guess she, she was reading it. And uh, I couldn't find it, but I did find it on Inside Edition. So this is their take on it. It's just over a minute, so check this out. This is Hillary Clinton reading her acceptance speech. And uh, I, from what I can see, she's just, you know, turning on the crocodile tears. Check this out. 
America is the greatest country in the world. Hillary Clinton chokes up as she finally reads the victory speech she never got to give. The former first lady would have paid tribute to her late mother had she won. I dream of going up to her and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, look at me, listen to me. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. Oh, shut up. Shut the living hell up. <laughs> you were never, what, what was it, like three times she tried? Or am I thinking about Joe Biden? He tried about, what, five times or some shit like that? I don't know, man. These are all fucking losers, man. What is it now? What, what? Trump has already did his four years. And uh, she's still bitching about the whole thing. Why, why the hell does she think we even give a fuck about her acceptance speech? What, five years later, five and a half years later, and a pandemic later? <laughs> I mean, come on, Hillary. Knock it off. Instead, Clinton had to deliver this concession speech the day after she lost to Donald Trump in 2016. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. Boy, did every MSM media outlet have a meltdown. It was beautiful. I remember those days. I remember applauding in my uh, apartment complex, and pretty much everybody else was betting on Hillary. And uh, all of a sudden, my nice neighbors became uh, my bad neighbors. <laughs> they did not like me, man, when Trump won. Good old memories, though. This is not the outcome we wanted or we worked so hard for. And I'm sorry that we did not win this election. Back to yeah, all that cheating didn't pay off, right? Cheaters never win. Now you may say, well, hey, Joe Biden, he's president, or so-called president, right? He cheated his way into office, right? Well, yeah, he did. And he's not winning. You know, half of America bet on that guy. <laughs> and, and now America is losing. So, yeah, cheating doesn't pay. The speech that never was. From tonight going forward, uh -oh. together, we will make America even greater than it has ever been. <laughs> no. Wrong. That sounds like something Trump would have said. Let's hear that again. I want to isolate that. Back that up just a little bit. So uh, Hillary was all, all for the MAGA. Make America great again, right, Hillary? Together, we will make America even greater than it has ever been for each and every one of us. Thank you. God bless you. And may God bless America. Let me just say one thing, man. We did hella good. With Trump, I don't care what all the critics say. I don't care if some of you are, you know, hating on Trump. That That's absolutely fine. I don't really give a shit. But when you look at the overall scheme of things, the four years he was in office, he accomplished so much, man. Hillary couldn't have done a damn thing. She, she would have been grifting. Granted, it probably would have not have been as bad as what Joe Biden is doing. But seriously, I mean, it, it would just been Barack Obama in drag. And white. You know what I mean? Hillary Clinton wouldn't have done nothing for us. 
and she's still out there griping. What is this? What is the name of this? The master class. I don't even know what the hell those people are. Who the hell they are? <laughs> uh, I would share the video, but it's just it's pathetic to look at. Real quick, some of the people that have commented say she had absolutely no we lost speech prepped at all and it was obvious that got 873 likes <laughs> no dis- you know they don't do the dislike count anymore you can't see it they got the dislike thumb but you can't see the number i think that's youtube's way of kind of you know if you see a lot of dislikes you're most likely not going to watch the video so and they say it's for, you know, to protect the little creators, you know, like me. But this is Inside Edition. Why'd they disable it for that? You know what I mean? Because the dislike button would outnumbered the like button. That's why. Because <laughs> Hillary Clinton sucks. Damn, Daniel. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Uh, here's a guy. He says, she is the only person in the U.S. who unites Democrats and Republicans in disliking her. <laughs> and Biden's right there, too, man. People are hating on him. Don't, don't count him out. But everybody knows who this guy is. Come on, man. Uh, another commenter says, missing those dislikes more than ever. Yeah. They disabled the dislike button. That's crazy, man. YouTube... Google, Alphabet, whatever you want to call them, uh, authoritative. Swaying public opinion. Uh, let's see what else. Real quick, this guy says, or oh, Lynn says, she never seems to tire of humiliating herself. And that got 121 likes. Uh, quote unquote, here's one from a guy named Aaron Nolan. Quote unquote, how I raised $1 billion but couldn't get 78,000 more votes in the right places. <laughs> and then I got 337 likes. All right. Well, there you go. There's groveling Hillary Clinton. Um, I don't know what else to say except uh, she needs to just, she's a narcissist. You know, she really needs to pull it together. So, Hillary, pick yourself up off the ground, dust yourself off, and uh, go back into the woods and retire because it's over. You're fired, as Trump would say. We will make America even greater than it has ever been. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. This is... Coming from Fox News, it, it says California state federal politicians silent after AOC doubts existence of smashing grab robberies. Now, if you didn't hear about any of this, this is about AOC. She was dismissing all these smashing grabs we've we've been having here in California. And uh, I guess she had made a comment. She tweeted something about the incident in Walnut Creek, which is just not too far from where I'm at. I don't know. And she just dismissed the whole thing. 
And uh, it looks like many, like our governor, Gavin Newsom, and other many politicians, like, I guess, the mayor of San Francisco, they're not really calling her out on her bullshit. And I don't know why they, why they won't. I mean, they got to set her straight. I mean, you are representing us, you know what I mean? So I'm going to read this. There is also some video. It's a, it looks like a long segment I'm not going to get into. It's from Fox. It's it's uh, Kelly McEnany commenting on her and some news report. But what I'll do is I'll just read a little bit of it. It just says Democratic California political leaders have remained silent on Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's comments appearing in doubt the existence of smash and grab robberies. Quoting, we have to talk about specifics because, for example, we're actually seeing a lot of these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out, Ocasio-Cortez told the Washington Times in an interview last week. Quoting, I believe it's a Walgreens in California cited it, but the data didn't back it up. (laughs) First off, fuck the data. AOC, just get on YouTube. Type it in. Look for yourself. I mean, doesn't she watch TV? She's always on her goddamn phone on Twitter, tweeting some nonsense. She hasn't seen the video? (laughs) The bitch is straight out lying, man. Damn, Daniel. Fox News reached out to Governor Gavin Newsom's press team, Senator Dianne Feinstein's communications director, uh, Senator Alex Padilla's press secretary, as well as Mayor London Breed and and Mayor Eric Garcetti's respective press teams. Fox News did not receive any response on whether the elected officials agreed with AOC's comments. Jesus, man. I mean, if not one of those people can stand up and say, yeah, she's got it all wrong, that just tells you exactly how corrupt these people are. Especially Gavin Newsom. I mean, you guys kept him in, man. We had a chance to get rid of the guy. Republican politicians and business leaders, however, have been vocal in their condemnation of the New York Democrats' remarks in light of of the repeated smash-and-grab crimes that are rocking California. Quoting, I don't know what data she is talking about, said Representative Rodney Davis, an Illinois Republican, told the Washington Times. You know what? Why is (laughs) it? It takes an Illinois Republican to speak out. For a California problem. What's that all about? Where the fuck are the Republicans? Where are the conservatives here in this state? Am I the only one? Because I, I, I sure feel like one. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I, I'm the only one in the Bay Area that has any sort of common sense. I mean, many of you probably would disagree with a lot I say. But, I mean, I'm, I, I would think I'm a rational person. But everybody around me, at least in, in the political circle, circles... They're out of their minds. They're blind to the whole reality. They live in some sort of other dimension. The bizarro world. That's what it feels like. The bizarro world. Uh, she quote, goes on, uh, or he goes on quoting, saying, uh, respectfully, the congresswoman has no idea what she's talking about. Both the data and stack of video evidence makes fairly clear that this is a growing problem in need of solutions. Jason Brewer, Retail Industry Leaders Association, Senior Executive Vice President of Communications, told the outlet, if she is not concerned with organized theft and increasingly violent attacks on retail employees, she should just say that. 
Indiana Republican Representative Jim Banks said AOC's comments were quote-unquote tone-deaf and offensive to the family of Oakland security guard Kevin Nishita. Excuse me. The former San Jose police officer was shot and killed in November while defending a news crew's reporting on a smash-and-grab crime. Yeah, that was uh, Carol Wynn's news crew. That's crazy. That was right in downtown, too. That's not too... What was that, by 12th and Broadway? I'm always walking by there. <laughs> That's wild. AOC's office told Fox News on Monday that the congresswoman was referring to a San Francisco Chronicle article from October titled, uh, What Walgreens Isn't Saying, Store Closures Show a Strategic Shift to Survive in the Age of Amazon, when she made that remark. First off, I never heard of that article. But the Chronicle is, you know... Mm -mm. It's a San Francisco rag, so you can imagine. Uh, the article reported on multiple Walgreens closings in San Francisco and how Amazon's growth during the pandemic likely played a role in such closures. That's a false statement. Wasn't she the one that actually kicked Amazon from opening up in her district and had an opportunity to have thousands of jobs uh, in her community? Uh, and she denied it. <laughs> it was Amazon, right? I digress. Uh, Walgreens told the Washington Times last week that, quote-unquote, organized retail crime is one of the top challenges the company faces and that the issue has evolved beyond shoplifting and petty theft to the, to the sale of stolen and counterfeit goods online. Yeah, you know, you can just go to the San Jose flea market. You can go to the Oakland flea market over there at the drive-in. You can go to the flea market over there by, what is that? Not Pacific Heights. What is that community? It's right off of uh, 101. Bernal Heights, there's a little um, flea market right there by the freeway. And uh, you see all kinds of stolen shit being sold there. So take a look over there. Besides eBay, Etsy, and all the others. <laughs> California has faced repeated smash-and-grab incidences since November, with most of the crimes unfolding in and near L.A. and San Francisco. Mobs of thieves ransacked at least two, do two dozen San Francisco area businesses over one weekend last month. High-end stores such as Nordstrom and Apple have seen hundreds of thousands of dollars in merchandise stolen, and damages of stores and malls in the state are grappling with increasing security. Newsom has also called on mayors to quote-unquote step up and hold perpetrators to account over the crimes. He also increased California Highway Patrol's presence along highways near shopping dis uh, destinations. You know, that's again, I'll say it again, it's not going to help. It's all about the prosecutors. Got to go to, to your Attorney General Bonta. Tell him to crack down on all these DAs, but they're not prosecuting. I'm still trying to find out. During the pandemic, uh, the whole looting scene back in, what was it, the summer of 2020? Back here in, in the East Bay, San Leandro, they had a Ford business, a Ford, you know, New car lot looted. I mean, literally, they had dozens of people go in, break into the the what do you call it, the showroom, steal the keys, and about eighty people stole about eighty cars out of out of a San Leandro Ford business new car lot, and they just took off down the freeway. We never heard about it again. We don't know where these cars went. <laughs> Nobody's talked about it. Alameda County District Attorney's Office, San Leandro Police Department never said anything more. They never made an arrest or nothing. Nothing. I just wanted to throw that little... I mean, 
they're not doing anything. They haven't done anything since since the pandemic. I'm not hearing about any of the shit that was the, the break-in over at Sam's Jewelers at, at South Island Mall in Hayward. Never heard anything about that either. So this is all pointless. Getting cops is just pointless if you're not going to prosecute. Police union leaders in the state have pinned blame for the smash and grab incidences on the ACLU for its support of Proposition 47. Under Proposition 47 passed in 2014, shoplifting charges regarding theft of $950 or less were lowered from felonies to misdemeanors. Yeah, that, that yeah, <laughs> I've talked about that. Uh, quoting, uh, San Francisco voters were lied to by the ACLU. Voters were told that the prosecuting thieves was really a racist attack on people of color whose only real crime was poverty. So Proposition 47, the so-called Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. Okay, that's the name of it. That's what I was trying to figure out in the last episode. I had forgotten the name. You know who named it that? Our Vice President, Kamala Harris. She named this Prop 47 the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. Okay. So she's all, she's all part of this whole thing. Lowered felonies to misdemeanors for theft of goods valued under $950 or less. San Francisco Police Officers Association President Tony Montoya told Fox News Digital last week. Uh, quoting further, talk about rolling out the red carpet for criminals. These smash and grab thieves aren't stealing groceries to feed their families. They are ransacking and clearing out high-end stores to sell those goods to the highest bidder to fuel the criminal behavior or their drug habits. And he is absolutely correct. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Got to get the prosecutor straight, man. Uh, you know, London Breed not talking. The, the governor's not talking. Oh, we'll just, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll hire more cops. That'll be, you know, that will solve the problem. Prosecution, man. If they know there's a revolving door there, they're just going to keep doing it. Uh, um, a couple of comments. No More Division 568 says, AOC was happy this morning after finishing her new puzzle in less than a week. She told the press, the box said two to four years. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, Ron Bro 42, he says, if our judicial system does not help us, then buy more guns and make it easier for the law-abiding citizens to shoot criminals without repercussions. Reverse the rights given to criminals and give us more rights to defend our property and family. Police forces will have less pressure and criminals will be more wary of who they attack. The problem with that is they don't want you to do that. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment. They don't want you to protect yourselves. Okay, They don't want the guns in your hands, just like Australia did to its people. They took the guns out of their hands and look at Australia today. Tyranny is a plague over there. They come after your right to defend yourself, the right to bear arms. Trust me, this place will go quickly in the direction Australia is going. You better hold on tight to that Second Amendment, because... With the people that are in power at this moment are defunding the police. Well, now they're saying they want a refund because their jobs are in jeopardy. They know they're under a year now before they can get voted out. So they're now wanting to all of a sudden refund the place, the police. Uh, that's a little too late as far as I'm concerned. It's crazy, man.
Here is a story. This is former football coach fired for removing a BLM poster after uh, he alleges First Amendment rights were violated. A former Illinois State University assistant coach has sued the team's head coach and the school's former athletic director, alleging his First Amendment rights were violated after he removed a Black Lives Matter poster from his door and replaced it with a different one. Uh, it says the suit, according to the Chicago Tribune, claims Kurt Bethard, the former offensive coordinator for ISU, was dismissed by head coach Brock Spock. <laughs> Spack? Spock. And terminated, for, uh, terminated by former athletic director Larry Lyons in September of 2020. Uh, the Tribune also report, reports a suit filed earlier this week in U.S. District Court alleges First Amendment retaliation and viewpoint discrimination against Bethard and claims he was fired because, quote-unquote, he did not tow the party line regarding Black Lives Matter. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, according to Bethard, a Black Lives Matter poster was placed on his door while he was on leave following the death of his wife, who had breast cancer. Once he returned to work, Bethard replaced the poster with a new one that said, quote-unquote, all lives matter to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to the suit. Now, what's wrong with that? See, that's what I don't get. This guy's getting sued and fired for putting up all lives matter to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What are they going to say? That's kind of religious infringement on schools? Or, or what is that? Even though Black Lives Matter is a political Marxist organization that commits murder and mayhem, <laughs> that's okay. But all lives matter to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Oh, that's all bad. No, take that down. He's fired. Got it. The poster remained on Bethard's door for two weeks. The poster was removed before he was fired, and after Spack asked Bethard to remove it, the suit claims. The lawsuit also alleges that Spack once referred to Black Lives Matter movement as quote-unquote freaking nuts, and that Lyons held a Zoom meeting to encourage unity during which he said, all Redbirds' lives matter. The school's mascot is a Redbird. The suit noted that Lyons was forced to issue an apology for his statement and that he retired from the university roughly a month later in October 2020. Fox News reached out to ISU about the claims made in the suit but did not receive an immediate response, of course. What a bunch of scumbags, man. Seriously. The guy puts up something positive. I mean, that's what kids need to see is positivity and good things, man. Not this... this rebellious, Marxist, highly destructive, uh, highly immoral uh, group like BLM. I mean, they're straight-up murderers. I mean, why are we candy-coating these people as they're some sort of martyrs? I mean, these I don't even know why the fuck they put their fucking goddamn flag on our fucking embassies. That shit still pisses me off when I think about that. These are just leftists, you know, militants for the for Democrat Party now. The progressive, well, they call them the progressives. Just call them communists, Marxists. It's crazy, man. Guy was only trying to do a good thing, man. And they, what are they teaching kids, man? Uh, the priorities in our our schools and and just in our society right now is just so far off, man.
I hope he sues the fuck out of him. That's, I'll end it with that. I hope he sues the living fuck out of him. Alright guys, before I go, I wanted to stop by and check out this little story, this little news article coming out of Fox. Actually, the New York Post had, I guess, kind of forwarded this news segment from Fox. And it it's just says, incompetent Kamala Harris is even worse than you think. So <laughs> I thought I'd end the day with that. Uh, the reason I wanted, I chose this particular article is because I hate her. Well, I don't hate anybody. I, I'm, I'm just... Uh, disappointed would be the nicer term. I mean, I want to use the word hate, but I can't. I mean, she's gone around bad-mouthing Oakland, making Oakland look bad by saying, I'm from Oakland, when she's not from Oakland, really, you know. She says she is, but she's really not. She's from all over the place. She's from Canada. She's from Oakland. Who knows where the fuck she's from. Anyhow, she's incompetent. She was incompetent when she was a, uh, a attorney, attorney general for the state of California. She's incompetent as a senator. She's incompetent as a VP. So why not put her on blast right now? And we'll play a little bit of this. I've been having a lot of buffering issues. So if it comes out a little strange, I, I don't know what the hell is going on. It, it's I guess it's New York Post's fault. Uh, their players buffering like crazy. So let me go ahead. I'll just play it and give it a shot. Let you take a listen. Well, let's trash on her a little bit and see what's going on here. We are learning details tonight about a shakeup in the vice president's office. It comes amid media reports of dissatisfaction from and about Kamala Harris. White House correspondent Peter Ducey has our report. I know the vice president is grateful to all of the staff who have served her. But Harris staff are jumping ship. Most recently, the VP's press secretary and senior advisor, Simone Sanders, who famously got physical on the campaign trail to keep protesters from the Bidens. Yeah, Simone Sanders, she used to be on a Fox, she used to be some sort of Fox mouthpiece. She was on there interviewed a lot of times before she jumped into the whole Biden campaign trail. And uh, she also, she was, <laughs> she acted like a bodyguard for Biden when he was out there campaigning. That's what they were talking about. She's that big, giant black woman. I, I always thought that Simone Sanders was the, was the one responsible for the Joe Biden tweets. So, I don't know. Now she's gone, so I don't know how much he's uh, tweeting. But uh, I always thought that she was responsible for all his tweets. She was the one doing it. I love Simone. I love Simone, and, I'm, and I can't wait to see what she will do next. And I know that it's been a, you know, it's been three years of a lot of jumping on and off planes and going around the country. White House veterans <laughs> blame broken promises. The border, inflation, supply chain, gas prices, now COVID has got a new variant. The, the president said he was going to get her under control. He has not. And then you've got a VP uh, that's unpopular. That's the trend. Harris clocks in at 40% approval in a recent Fox poll, Yee. 10 points lower than June. So the Harris office is taking applications. It's also an opportunity, uh, as it is in any White House, uh, to uh, bring in new faces, new voices, and new perspectives. Yeah, she's not wrong about that. Trump went through a lot of people and stuff. But I mean, what, they've been in this whole thing now for just under a year? And now she's got a problem. I think I, I think Simone Sanders is probably onto something, and the rest of them, you know, 
she's incompetent. She's probably frustrated with her job. I think she does doesn't even want to be a vice president. I th- I really think that she just doesn't want to be in the position she's in right now because she's always hiding. She she doesn't do a damn thing, man. And and a lot of her aides are saying that she's very bossy, very hard to wor- work with, which is kind of hard to even imagine for a person who really doesn't even work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you unless you call Getting on your knees and getting the, getting your knees dirty is work. Well, then that's Kamala Harris. Okay, that's her success. Just ask Willie Brown. All right. If Harris continues to struggle, expect more headlines like this one in Politico. Buzz grows about Buttigieg 2024. The transportation secretary responded today on a trip to North Buttigieg. Carolina with Harris. A Buttigieg man. Are the Democrats really going to start pushing that guy? Buttigieg, the guy had a, he couldn't even take care of South Bend, Indiana's pothole situation. He's going to take care of America? He couldn't even, he took, what, two, three months off for paternity leave? A gay man who didn't bear a child? He took three months off while we were having a supply chain crisis. And now the Democrats want to push him into the, into the presidential suite, uh, seat? Are you fucking kidding me? This guy's a failure. He looks like Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. This guy's a, he's no good. It's 2021. Uh, I'm excited to be part of a team led by the president and the vice president. The Harris portfolio includes <laughs> voting rights, the Space Council, and addressing the root causes of migration. All issues the root VP's causes. office has struggled to address so far. Is the vice president not satisfied with the staffing that she has had so far, or do people just not want to work for her anymore? Well, Peter, I would say that mm. working on a presidential campaign, I maybe covering one too, I would say, to be fair, and uh, working in the first year of a White House is exciting and rewarding, but it's also grueling and exhausting. It's natural for staffers who have thrown their heart and soul into a job to uh, be ready to move on to a new challenge after a few years. Is any of this going to affect Harris's odds of becoming the Democratic Party's nominee for president in 2024? Too soon to tell, but there... Oh, Lord. You know, the Democrats absolutely have nobody, nobody for 2024. Their asses are going to get wiped clean November of 2022. It... They're going to put Pete Buttigieg in there instead of come all of them. I don't care. You know, they might bring back Elizabeth Warren. I can see her coming back. I don't think they'll Bernie Sanders. I mean, that guy's straight up a commie. I don't think the Democrats are going to fucking go on the whole progressive uh, train anymore. I don't think they're going to ride that train. I think a lot of the moderates are going to speak out and say, nah, we can't have this bullshit no more. Look what Joe Biden's doing to our fucking country, you know? Him and the rest of the goons in the White House are making us look bad. So I think we'll put somebody like Pete Buttplug in. Or Buttigieg, excuse me. (laughs) Whatever the fuck his name is. They don't have nobody. Kamala Harris? What'd she do? Everybody says that she had an approval rating of like 20% before she bowed out of the presidential primaries. Last I seen it, I think it was at like 2% or 6%. It was like single digit. Everybody hates her. She's incompetent. Besides that, she's got a rotten attitude. She's, you know, self-entitled. Self-virtuous. She's a mouthpiece for the, the leftists. 
That's the only reason why they want her in there, because she's a female. She's a, a person of color, if you want to call her that. I guess she is, you know. I mean, we're all persons of color. <laughs> Even a white guy like me, you know. You know pink, white, you know, it looks pretty colored to me. She's incompetent, man. This is a joke. There is another more complicating factor, and that is an incumbent president, Joe Biden. He says he intends to run for re-election, and that is going to uh, make things... <laughs> oh, no, man. I thought he said he was a one-term president, man. That guy is a one-trick pony, man. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. You know, if he plans on going again, trust me. Whoever is the Republican candidate or the independent candidate for that matter, they're going to win. You can probably put a head of lettuce next to Joe Biden in the presidential primaries. The head of lettuce will win. Things a little bit difficult for every other ambitious Democrat. Mike? <laughs> okay. So there you go. I just kind of wanted to end with that. It's, <laughs> it's her incompetency, man. That's all I got to say. It's just her incompetency. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. You have to be here to listen to another episode on Monday. And real quick, we are coming up to the holiday season. I believe Christmas Eve um, will probably be my last episode. Um, and last episode for the season in 2021 and we'll be back sometime in january i'll give you all the details about that monday or i will tweet it at the real wod and by the way go check that out it has all the links to uh some new videos i put out on youtube and rumble so go check that out uh a couple of interesting ones there and i'll be putting out uh, a couple of videos as well from this past week uh, some of the stories i've done over the past week so i'll be putting that out over the weekend all right Okay. Well, guys, thank you again for checking in. Um, if you've got any messages or any comments, uh, any questions, comments, I should say, excuse me, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email, therealwod at gmail.com. Go ahead. I'll check it out. And if it's something to share with you guys, I'll put it out there on my podcast and I'll share it with you and uh, we can talk about it. But make sure you go ahead and check out my Twitter page, Twitter page at therealwod subscribe and click the notification bell as well as go ahead and check out my youtube and rumble pages okay did i get it all in i think i did all right guys i'm out of here talk to you guys monday peace out everybody